Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash Petty Revenge, where a Karen threatens to call the cop on OP for not giving her kid free food. Our next Reddit post is from Veggie Vengeance. I'm a 26-year-old woman. I live in a rented house with a single mother who's 30 and her 6-year-old son. I had another person living with me, but they moved out and the mother moved in. I don't mind living with her and her kid. It's fine, and we kind of do our own thing. I spend a lot of time at my boyfriend's place or working. I want to start by saying that the mom clearly struggles financially, but I do not think that that's an excuse. I don't make lots of money either. However, I've noticed that my food would go missing or portions would be taken from it. I assumed that it was her kid, so I asked her if she could stop him from eating my food. I was calm about it and she said that she would. It didn't really upset me at first. It started getting annoying when I'd get home from work and expect to have a meal's worth of leftovers in my fridge, only to see it picked through or just gone. I kept bringing it up and she started getting annoyed with me for bringing it up. Just from observing them, I realized that neither of them ever ate vegetables. Anything with green in it was avoided. For example, they'd eat orange chicken, but the broccoli would be untouched. So, I started putting vegetables in everything. I find vegetables to be delicious. So, I could mix some bell peppers into my food, and they wouldn't touch it. I make a big portion of vegetables pretty frequently anyways, so I just started putting it in everything that I eat. If I had leftover mashed potatoes, which they would eat, I'd pour green beans in and mix it up. If I had leftover cheesy bacon fries, I'd pour broccoli all over it and mix it in. I made a pot of mac and cheese, which was the kid's favorite thing, and poured in roasted Brussels sprouts, which is actually delicious to me, and I'm eating more vegetables, so it's a win-win. The mom was home when I was making the mac and cheese. She saw me get out the Brussels sprouts and was like, what are you going to do with that? And I poured them in. She said that I was being greedy and annoying? I just said, I like Brussels sprouts, and that was it. She said, but we need food. And I told her, okay, then go buy some. I also suggested maybe to stop buying prepackaged things because your money would go further. I think she sees this as some big act of revenge, but I simply want to be able to eat my food. Then OP posted an update. So I've been consistently putting vegetables in everything. I put vegetables in things that I've never even thought of. This is carried on and the mom calls me a jerk, but she still won't admit that she's eating my food. She'll just see me making lasagna and adding celery and bell peppers in between the layers and she'll fume off to the side. 
Recently, the kid knocked on my door and asked me if he could have a bag of microwave popcorn. I said yes and gave him one. A few days ago, I was making taco meat out of ground beef, and like usual, the mom was hovering around spying on me. She was off to my side watching my every move, but trying to look normal. When the meat was almost ready, I opened the fridge, and she freaked out when she saw me holding mushrooms. She said, but my son hates mushrooms, and I just poured them in the pan and mixed up the cut bell peppers. This caused her to react in a way that I'd never seen before. She was yelling and stomping around the kitchen while the kid just watched. I felt bad for the kid to have to see his mom like that. She was opening and slamming cabinets. It was all very silly. Then she started going off about how she's going to get the authorities involved. I just told her, sure, and that she needs to relax. She seemed genuinely upset and stressed, and I told her that I understand being a single mom is hard, but she needs to use her government assistance more responsibly. For example, she'll come home with prepackaged mac and cheese, sushi, and rotisserie chicken. I suggested food pantries and buying ingredients that last a while, like potatoes. She said that I was being condescending and that I always have food to eat. Yo, this woman is stealing OP's food. What are you going to do when you call the cops? Police, police, arrest that lady for not letting me steal her food anymore. The audacity. Also, down in the comments, we have this story from Skybrim. If people are hungry enough, they'll eat way more than they think. Back in college, I had one roommate move out and somebody else moved in. The new guy was a total slob. He almost never bathed, ate our food without contributing, left his dishes in the sink, and just generally mooched off the other three roommates. When we found evidence that he had tried to break into our bedrooms for stuff to pawn, we hatched a plan. We just stopped buying any food and exclusively ate out. Meanwhile, one of my other roommates went to the local Asian supermarket and put two cans of pickled crickets in the cabinet. And then we waited. As time went on, he asked again and again, Hey, when are you guys going to get some groceries? To which we just wouldn't respond. This went on for about two weeks. Finally, one day we came home and the slob roommate was being violently ill in the bathroom and one of the cans of crickets was gone. After that, he started contributing, as in conning his girlfriend into buying him food. He got evicted a short time later, but that story's always stuck with me. Our next Reddit post is from This Is My Circus. In 2008, I had just left my husband. I caught him cheating multiple times, and I was just over it. A new girl, Amy, started at my job, and we made a fast friendship. I was in the middle of packing up and moving out of my house. I needed a roommate for a new apartment that I was looking at because my wages weren't going to pay the bills. So me and Amy moved in together and lived peacefully together for a while. I was moving on with my life. I had gotten a better paying job, I was spending time with my friends, and I felt okay with my life at the time. I was 25, single, and not looking for anything serious, so I had a friends with benefits who would stop over a few times a week. Amy was cool with that, on the surface. To be clear, my friends with benefits didn't affect her in any way. My friend didn't hang out at our place, he didn't eat at our place, he didn't use our household supplies. My relationship with this guy affected Amy exactly 0%, but I guess she was a little jealous about the fact that I was getting some attention and she wasn't. She would flirt with him, go visit him where he worked, etc., but he was absolutely not interested in her. This is where things started to go downhill. 
For context, Amy had been married a few times. She was 13 years older than me, and each of her baby daddies had full custody of their respective kids. She was dating another guy, but that guy was already in a relationship, so he wasn't about to commit to anything other than a 30-minute visit late at night. I tried to point out all the red flags to her, but Amy was convinced that it was true love. This dude used to hit on me constantly in front of her. He was very open about being in a committed relationship with his girlfriend, so I have no idea why Amy thought their relationship was going anywhere. After a few months, I met someone I wanted to be serious with, so we started dating. We'll call the guy Tom. Tom and I got serious pretty fast. Tom was living in a horrible situation, so he moved in with Amy and I pretty quickly. I think he moved in only after about a month of dating. So, me and Tom have our room, and Amy has her own room. The bills went from a 50-50 split to 33-33-33 to make sure that everything was even. After Tom moved in, Amy started openly hitting on Tom in front of me. Every guy that I had over at my house, even just friends, Amy had to hit on. None of them ever took her up on it. Every single one turned her down, and I think this greatly added to her oncoming behavior. Over the next couple of weeks, Amy did a complete 180. She stopped paying rent, refused to buy any food, would eat whatever Tom and I bought, and wouldn't wash her dishes. We had two cats, one hers and one mine, and she would never clean the litter in her room, so her cat would just piss in the hallway every single day. Every single day when I got home from work, there was a big steaming pile of cat poop right inside my front door, sitting in the middle of a giant puddle of urine. My cat was locked in my room at night with her own supplies, so there was zero chance that it was her. It was the same thing every morning by the front door. Whenever she was done eating the food that she stole from me, she would set her plate with the leftover on the kitchen floor and let her cat just pick at it. She would leave the plate there for days, to the point that if I didn't pick it up, there would be multiple plates on the floor with food in various stages of decay. All of my clean dishes started going missing, except for the cat's plates, of course. And what dishes she used, she refused to wash, ever. She used my toilet paper, my laundry soap, even my tampons. This went on for about two months, and it just kept getting progressively worse. She would use panty liners every day, and would change them multiple times a day, and stuff them in the garbage can in the bathroom. She would leave the trash there, completely overflowing and spilling onto the floor for days, until I finally caved, put on gloves, and threw them out. The trash can would be full again in just one week, so this happened a few times. That's not even the worst of it. My expensive camera also went missing. That was the last straw. I needed this B-word out. I went from nice girl to effing psycho in about 30 seconds. I am not the violent type, and I hate confrontation. I'm not waiting for an effing eviction to go through, and I really didn't have the money for that anyways. So here's where I started my petty revenge. If Amy wants to live here rent-free, stealing my stuff, hitting on my boyfriend, and neglecting her cat, so be it. But it's gonna be on my effing terms. There's one vital piece of information. After my divorce, my ex-husband moved back with his mommy, and I took everything from the house to my new apartment, so I owned everything and the lease was in my name. I started by changing the Wi-Fi password and the shared computer password. The following week, I had my cable company come by and remove the cable lines to her room. I bought a small fridge for my room and put all my personal supplies in my bedroom and put a secure lock on my door. 
I hid all my pots and pans in my room. I locked up my soap and toilet paper. The cabinets were completely empty. I paid for it all, so I'd be the only one using it. When her cat pooped on the floor, I would pick it up and smear it on her bedroom doorknob. Overflowing bathroom trash cans filled to the brim with her panty liners were dumped on her bed. I removed the knobs to the washer and dryer. I did everything possible to make her life uncomfortable. Anything that came to mind. A few months prior, Amy and I had been working at the same store and she borrowed a coworker's laptop. Amy ended up getting fired, but she never gave the laptop back, and the coworker was really trying to get it back from her. Amy ghosted the coworker, of course. So while Amy was out one day, I went to her room, took the laptop, and gave it back to its rightful owner. Amy called the cops on me and said that I stole her computer, but I explained what happened. She admitted to the cops that the computer wasn't hers, and the cops said that it wasn't their problem anymore. That one really made her hate me. She wasn't working at the time, so it's not like she had money to do anything or buy anything. She was literally just existing in a room in my apartment. She would disappear during the day, but I have no idea where she was going. She moved out after about six weeks. When she moved out, I didn't even know that she had left. I just noticed that a week had passed and she hadn't come or gone. So Tom and I just cleaned out her room. She left clothes, broken furniture, a cardboard dresses, and five separate trash bags of panty liners, rotting food, and ordinary trash. It was a miracle that we didn't have roaches. I found all of my missing dishes, silverware, and cups covered in food and grossness. I just threw everything away. Oddly enough, about six months later, I opened my back door to take out the trash, and my expensive camera was in a bag hanging from my doorknob. I know Amy definitely didn't return it. For about two years, every time Amy started living with someone new, I would message this new person and warn them about what kind of person Amy was. One time, it caused the people that she was living with to throw her stuff out on the porch. She had just moved in and they had small kids, so they didn't want to risk anything with her. I stopped harassing her after that. She had to know that it was me telling them, so I figured that I had sufficiently made my point. So, the fact that you returned the stolen laptop as an act of revenge against Amy makes me think that her future roommate must have returned the camera that she stole from you to you as an act of revenge against Amy as well. So, I have to wonder if while OP is doing this act of revenge against Amy, this future roommate is also getting revenge against Amy. This is multi-layered karmic justice. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, like tedious commutes to work or dealing with your annoying boss. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on their crossword puzzles, even though they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. You can search by location, availability, and insurance, so there's literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc dot com slash R-S. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our next Reddit post is from Ditto J. I was getting divorced in the early 90s. My ex was pissed that I was divorcing him. I owned the house prior to the marriage, so he moved out. But then he broke back in and tore up all my stuff. For example, he tore up my jewelry and cut holes in my clothing. I couldn't prove that it was him, but of course it was him. When we went to divorce court, he gave the judge a two-page list of things that he supposedly brought to the house with him prior to the marriage, but that I refused to return. My attorney showed me the list, and it was all stuff that he never owned in the first place. He actually wanted me thrown in jail for contempt of court. My only alternative was to pay my ex-husband $2,000, and I was not about to do that. I opted for jail, but my friends kept telling me to just pay it. I refused. Two days before I was supposed to appear in court, a girlfriend of mine asked me if she could see the list. I said sure. She pointed out that all the items on the list didn't really give a description. For example, if he listed a gun, he didn't say what kind of gun. He said there was a computer, but didn't say what kind of computer, and so on. Her point was that if I went around and bought cheap things of everything on the list, then it would probably cost me about 200 bucks, and that was worth staying out of jail. I agreed, knowing that it would make him livid that his plan didn't work. So, I made a game of it. I went around to pawn shops and resale stores, and I told whoever was in charge there that I was on a scavenger hunt, and I briefly explained what was going on. They all loved the idea and helped me get through my list rather quickly. Here are some lovely examples of what was boxed up for him. When he listed a gun, I gave him an old rusty cap gun. He listed a screwdriver set, and I gave him an old rusty screwdriver set. He listed clothing. I gave him horrible goodwill stuff. He listed a bust statue, but I made one myself out of clay. He listed knives. I gave him old rusty knives. He listed camping gear, and I gave him an old pan, matches, and a tiny tarp. One of my favorites was that he listed a Monopoly game, so I went to Goodwill and found just the board, no pieces. I wish I could remember everything that we got. It was so much fun, and when we got home, we had to videotape boxing them all up and going through the items one by one. My attorney told the judge that I had found the items in the attic, and I just hadn't seen it before. So sorry. The judge told my attorney to simply drop the box off at the attorney's office and that the divorce was final. My only regret was not being able to see his face when he opened up that box of garbage. And there was nothing he could say because he made that stuff up in the first place. It's been 30 years and I still get joy thinking about it. The top comment is, looks like you kept the get out of jail free card for yourself. Well played. That was our slash petty revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.